When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. We're back. This is the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast, so get your horns up because here we go. Horns up, talking Texas, Joshua Fisher, Nikki Snacks Crider, Alex Tossman, the Rock Disopolis, who's on a quick break today, quick break today, and the Quan Cosby. We're joined by one of the best, if not the probably the best all-purpose player we've had in Texas football history. And that's saying something. One of the most dominant guys, former first round pick, led the team in all-purpose yards all four years. Only player to do that, and still holds the record for most receiving yards by a running back. We got the speedster. Eric Metcalf joining the boys. Eric, how you doing, man? Used to be speedster, but I'm good. <laughs> but, no, bro. I'm, I don't, <laughs> I'm sure you could still outrun Josh if I put money on That's, it. You could definitely first, still outrun Josh here. I, I, absolutely not even close to true. No offense, Metcalf, because Nick and I are on a softball team where I stink on ice, which we've put in you know, the public that I'm not a good athlete. But the umpire in our softball league did tell people on our team that I was the fastest guy in the league. So I don't know. <laughs> and, that's, and that's where I am with this speed thing. People know speed, my speed from years past. So I just talk about it and let them talk about it. If I go out on the field, they're like, oh, he's slow. But if I never go out there, then they just keep believing I'm still fast even at this age. And that's what I'm going for. I like that. But hey, what I do, what I do, Eric, somebody talk about speed. And I was like, listen, I don't run for free anymore. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> it's a for free. Even further, I always tell people I don't play football for free. I haven't played football for free since high school. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yo, the, the guys I, these days don't play football for free. Either. They don't play football for free. I know no one plays football for yeah. Um, they they do. Let's talk about our team real quick. Uh Metcalf because you're so on Twitter, you're very involved. What's going on at the university? You're cheering not just the football team on, not just the track team on, but women's softball, uh, men's baseball, golf, all that you're heavily involved in. Uh, if you were a player today, how would that inform you and kind of motivate you to kind of take the team to the next level as a football player? How much would that impact your motivation to go out there and dominate your following season? I, I, I mean, if you can't be motivated by the fact that we won what three national championships in the past couple of weeks, uh, have an opportunity to win a, a couple more in, this, in the next couple of weeks, then I don't I don't know what to tell you. I mean, first and foremost, you step on that field, and and competition in itself should motivate you to go out there and, and, and be the best that you can be. But when you see other program other programs around your university thriving and you're the only one really not that hasn't done anything yet you have to be motivated by that and if you're not we don't need you on that campus 
Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's interesting because we have these guys who are four and five star recruit athletes, right? right. And you yourself, clearly, if you look, if you look at your high school track record, literally no pun intended, you know, you have the records that still stand today. Clearly, you had the athletic ability, but you must have had the work ethic to kind of take off in college and go to the NFL. What do you think the issue is right now with some of these guys? How do we get that work ethic back on campus? Why have we lost that? You know, it, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, in, in years past, uh, kids, high school coaches, and, and even parents had looked at, at Texas kind of as a country club. Like, you know, they're not going there to, to play football and get better. It's just a matter of, it's about being on that campus and just lounging around. And that's why we weren't winning games. That's why we weren't getting a lot of kids because that's how they were, uh, that was the perception of the school. I think for, for each individual, it's, they should be motivated in themselves. I mean, granted, you got guys who are four stars and four and five stars, but that's not it. You can't take the stars on the field in between those white lines. You have to be able to play football when it's all said and done. And so for me, my motivation was, first of all, my dad played in the NFL, so I wanted to be like him. Shout out to Terry Metcalf. But if you take that, but if you take that equation out of it, when I stepped on the field, I wanted to be the best player on the field, not, not position, on the field. I wanted to be the guy that everyone talked about. And that's how I... I uh, viewed it throughout my career mm -hmm. I just wanted to be the best guy because I always ask kids when I talk to them like if you know if you had the opportunity to and it's a lot different now because they're, they're getting paid but if you had the opportunity to to make three million dollars and you never do anything or no no one ever knows you or make 1.5 and everyone knows knows you who would you be and everybody not everybody, but most people say that $3 million because it's the money. I said, I'd rather be the 1.5 because that means I did something when I was in this league or in college, I left a legacy. And so that for me, I think about people knowing who I am. That, mm -hmm. that was my motivation, my, my contribution to the, to the sport, to the, to the team, what, what have you. But that's, that's what motivated me. Yeah, money comes um, and goes, but a legacy lives on. Right, for sure, for sure. I mean, you know, I... In, in talking crazy to a, a guy who was giving me stuff about being a, a, a Browns fan. First of all, he, he should know why I'm a Browns fan. Misinformed. But when he says to me, why are you a Browns fan anyway? And, and so I, I, went, I just went straight for the jug. I said, look here, because my name is on the stadium. And when, I, when, when they tear this one down and build a new one, it's going to be on that one also. Mm -hmm. And that's how that's how I think, right? Because that's for me, that's that's part of being the best that you can be. And so, we didn't go to the Super Bowl in Cleveland. We didn't win uh, Southwest conferences when I was in in, in Texas. But I, I feel good about what I did as an individual because people are still able to talk about what I accomplished. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I totally agree. And certainly in the Longhorn Nation, I got a quote. I want to digress a little bit. You grew up on the West Coast, Seattle, and I know the story, but for some of our listeners, for even more in the, the new Longhorn Nation, I guess, because I still got to remind some of them, we're, we're, we're a few years removed from, from the playing field. It's <laughs> <laughs> a few years removed. Um, what made you choose Texas? Because it, it, sure, now 
it's just a different world with phones and the global mm-hmm. recruiting and all that. It wasn't as prominent, in my opinion, back in the day. So I, what, what did they do to, to steal you? And thank goodness they did. Yeah, I heard this story in Super Bowl. I can't wait to hear it again. But yeah, you know, I, honestly, I, I <laughs> committed to the U. Um, and, and I committed two hours in, into my visit. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Man, two I crew was a 17 year old kid in Miami for the first time, you know, and they're obviously giving me everything I want and showing me the, the Miami life. And I'm like, I'm in right now. I'm, I'm in. I couldn't com- convince my parents that that was the place for me. You know, my, my parents wanted me to go to uh, Notre Dame. I, I had gone to Catholic school my entire life. So I understand that, but I, I just didn't want to do it. I was, I was done with going to Catholic school. I mean, I'm Catholic, but I didn't want to continue to go to Catholic school. And then, then I, then there was also the, the, the track side of it. And so, um, if I would have go, if I were to have gone to uh, Miami, I would have been kind of saying that I'm giving up track because their track team wasn't that good back then, and so I would it would have been strictly about football. And, and but when they said they would didn't want me to go there, I opened up recruiting. I told them I wasn't going to going to Notre Dame, and uh, but I'll look at other schools and and looking back at it, Texas was the right place for me, especially when we're talking about football, track, the campus, and 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 the love that that players and, and athletes get student athletes get when they're there I, I, it was the best place for me I mean and and these days I'd probably take just a little less to go there instead of other schools mm-hmm. just a little is <laughs> hey, my I will always say this the two most impactful cities on a young man between the ages of 19 and 26 Miami and New Orleans those can really, those can really, those can really make you grow up quick. Miami and New Orleans, those are just some crazy, crazy, crazy cities, man. I was there two hours. There is is, is all you need sometimes. Uh, <laughs> you bring you bring up your father, though. How motivating was it for you? You know, growing up having him be a pro ball player because we're seeing at least another generation now come to fruition of, of young guys who's if you look at baseball andrew jones's son i mean this is not really texas football related but andrew jones's son matt holiday's son i thought he was wicked young i'm surprised he has a kid that's eligible and then carl crawford's son are all in this upcoming draft for baseball how motivating was it you for you to kind of go and be a pro ball player also was it a little daunting knowing that it was a lot to potentially live up to you know that I, once again that was my motivation i think back in in, in my era guys wanted to be like their dads regardless of what they did you know, mm-hmm. you know and they, a lot of times especially growing up all your friends they wanted to be like their dads because their dads were doing something that they were proud of and taking care of their homes and and, 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 I, and I love that my dad just happened to be a football player so I wanted to be like my dad and and in wanting to be like him I wanted to be better than him and I and, and because when I started playing, all I heard was, that's Terry's son. That's Terry's son. And, and, and it's, a, it's a compliment because my dad accomplished a lot of things in, in the NFL. And, and so it's, it's a great compliment, but I wanted to get to the point where people were saying, that's Eric Metcalf. And so mm. that, that, was, that was my motivation when, when talking about my dad. But, you know, just knowing that he was, he was good, good just made me want to be a, a good player as well. And I, and I think it's, it's tougher on a kid who's following their dad's footsteps if they aren't very good at it. 
And so there's more pressure, you know, but because I knew I was good, I think everyone else knew I was good even at a younger age. I didn't have as much pressure. They just just wanted to see me play. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I, f- I feel for a kid like Bronny James, though, who's got to live up to that guy. Right. I mean, you know, but, you know, all, all he has to do is score two points, and they can say they the highest scoring uh, father-son duo yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> crazy it's crazy i mean there's guys like and obviously bobby and barry bonds take the cake but there's like i forget who's on the list it's like one of the dad or the The griffies the griffies yeah but they but they yeah but those guys like cecil like those guys hit like ken griffey senior hit but there's like one father-son duo where the dad it's either the dad or the son has like one or two homers but the other dad has like a million home i forget who it's either maybe it is points well no it's it's way i feel like wayne gretzky and his brother yeah that's what it is yeah sibling goals in the nf in the nhl and wayne gretzky's brother only had one goal (laughs) it's funny that you asked that because when you're bringing this up because uh, i've been talking to my friends like at the cigar lounge lately about Let's name father-son duels and who's better, the father or the son in most of them. You know, we go yeah. down the list. Uh, Steph Curry and Dale Curry, who's better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Terry Metcalf and Eric Metcalf, who's better? <laughs> for purposes for, pur- <laughs> for purposes of the show, Eric is better. When you get off air, Terry all day, baby. <laughs> uh Speaking of young guys, we have, we have Nick made a Nick made a list, and you know we make some graphics. We make we make lists all the time too. Nick made a list amongst us the other day, and he said we have two of the top ten offensive players in college football, one in Bijan Robinson and one in Xavier Worthy. What do you make of these two young men, and what are some maybe improvements or things you'd like to see from them this year? Well, you know, Bijan is is the joint, no no question. Um, I don't know what more you can improve on, especially because he's, he's, he's done a lot of great things and I hate to say it, but the line, his line hasn't been the best. And so he's been able to show that he can do it all from running the ball, catching the ball, making guys miss running over, running over guys. And so I, you know, I, I, I like where he's headed and I, and I, if I had to look at it right now, Obviously, I'd say he's the number one back coming out next year. I mean, he probably would have been if he could have come out last year, right? And so it's just for, for him and, and being a running back, it's a matter of staying healthy yeah. and, and being put in a situation where he's not taking a lot of hits because, you know, the shelf life of, of a running back these days isn't very long. And, and they're looked at a, in that position. They're not looked at like they're going to be around for a long. So they don't, they're not valued like they, they should be. And, and in his case, he should be valued a lot because he does run the ball and catch the ball and, and, and blocks as well. Um, when we're talking about Xavier. I mean, he did some fantastic things. I'd like, you know, probably obviously you, you look at guys, he's a freshman, but Strength is obviously going to be the deal, especially if he gets into the NFL and, and he has to line up against, say, a Jalen Ramsey. You know, those 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 are things you have to worry. But you have to you have to be smart as well as being as being strong as Quan well well knows playing the receiver position. But it's just I I think for for him because of his position, other than strength and maybe a little size, it's it's going to be a mental thing. You know, how having to, to beat man-to-man press when you're playing against real press, not not that uh, take a stab at and bail out. I'm talking about real press, like you're not moving press. 
So he's gonna learn. He's gonna have to learn how to beat those things. And then, you know, I think he has a, a great coach who can teach all, teach him all those things now, and, and he'll just improve. I totally agree. It's one thing as a freshman to come in and kind of be somewhat of a surprise, because to your point, four star, five star, does it translate to the field? Fortunately, as a freshman, it did translate to the field. Yeah, it did. Uh, but now you're going to be the future. They're going to put their number one on you. And so can you beat those things? Can you progress? Which, by the way, it, it thought about the running back piece. I saw one of my men, our, our, our daughters was running track. One of your biggest fans, Jamal, uh, over the weekend on a very, very long track meet. Lord, it was long. <laughs> but um, uh, I'll tell him you said what's up because he, he followed your first steps and of course, coming in with JC, absolutely every day looked at your picture and said, that's why I'm going to keep running track. That's why I'm going to keep doing this. So, And, and cool. that's what I used to tell him when he was there, you know, keep running because it's, it's they're, they're worried about the guy who's fast in every sport. That's who, oh, yeah. that's who yeah. people are scared of. And, and unfortunately, when you get to college, a lot of these college football coaches, because they want control, they take that, that, that track away from these guys. Yeah. But as soon as football, their football careers are over in college, what's the first thing everybody does? They go work on the 40. Well, if you go, if you ran track, you would already been working on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is a great point. I mean, yeah, it's a great point. I always guys we've spoken to, obviously, Quan played baseball, you know, was drafted in bait. Quan, were you fourth round pick in baseball? Like, uh yeah. Yeah, Quan's a fourth. It's we've always felt it's important for guys to play multiple sports, especially like track is like you're just running realistically. It's yeah. like the least dangerous of all the sports to play. They, they always told us in high school that you need to play at least two. No. Just to keep yourself busy and stay out of trouble. Quan played baseball. And you know why I would not play baseball? Because I was scared to get hit by the ball. <laughs> You're more scared by a ball than like 350 pound linebackers. Oh, I can make him miss. Exactly. <laughs> hey, that's a good point. You cannot get you cannot get from in front of a 99 miles per hour base. You just gotta take it. Right. You gotta oh, take I can make I can make him miss. I don't run for free. We got a couple of great lines in this show, but it's facts. Yeah, it's I, facts. I do have a question though about about Bijan because he he has. I mean, he's gonna be a first rounder, right? And he's getting all this nil money thrown at him now, and he's got all these big expectations as the number one running back in the nation. For you as a first rounder as well, I mean, when you get on the playing field as a junior their next season, and you already know that all that's coming along, is there a different mindset to keep yourself healthy and maybe not necessarily take plays off, but like not go as hard as you did your freshman and sophomore season? Which is no. crazy for you because you have the ball in your hands all the time, receiving, running, and returning. Yeah, and then so I, in my mindset, was the score every time I touched the ball because you know you're projected to go in the first round like Bijan is, and but you want to look better, you yeah. want to improve your, your your draft stock, and so you, it's, it's it's a matter of just going out there right. and playing football, not worrying about uh, going in the first round, not worrying about possibly getting injured because that's the nature of the beast when you play that game. It could happen, so yeah. you just have to go out there and play free and just and hope it happens, but. Hope everything goes well for you. But I, I think, you know, in, in his case, I, it's, it's up to Sarkin, those guys, you know, putting them in the right positions to, to make plays and, and not take as many hits, you know, because we have enough weapons on that field that when guys be spread out. You can keep the field spread out and you can put him in, in position to not take those hits and he can make a lot of plays and, and still be successful. Yeah, I mean, the running back room is, room is incredible this season. It's not just Bijan. 
Yeah, which is great. Which was you want guys to make you want look in the NFL and in other colleges, like look at Alabama. You want guys to mix it up. You want as many fresh legs as possible. Mecca, I have a couple more for you. Did you was there ever a time because you were a do-it-all guy returning, receiving, and rushing? Was there ever a time that you maybe you had wished you focused on one, or did you always enjoy kind of having your hands in different pots and getting to do different things in the game? I need the ball. And so if you, if, yeah. <laughs> you can't score without the ball. And so that if you do all those things, it gives you more opportunities. <laughs> you know, real, really. Because, I mean, if you if you think about it, look at my, my size. I'm 5'10". I'm in, in, in college, I'm 5'10", 182 pounds. I'm not a guy who's going to run it in between tackles uh, 25 times, right? Mm-hmm. And so, because that's only going to get me pounded and, and, and possibly hurt. But if I'm carrying the ball 15 times, uh, catching five to six passes and returning punts and maybe a, a kickoff or two, then I'm still getting that 25 or more, right? Yeah. So it's the, it's the same thing. So it's about having those opportunities to make plays and, and being put in, in, in different situations. I mean, I would, I would tell you any day, if you if we have two running backs in, in the backfield, and I'm one of them, there's another guy, and he's bigger than me, and you say he's going to get 20 carries but only get 70 yards, but I'm going to get four and get 120, give me that four because I know I scored. I know I took a long – I know I had a long run in there, and so I'd rather be that guy. I, I, I think half the, part of the reason I was successful in football because I didn't want to get hit. <laughs> that's why I know I make that linebacker miss because I didn't want to get it. You know, I just wanted to go out there and, and play football and score touchdowns and maybe do a little dance. <laughs> Man, that's so funny. That actually, I go back to when I was in Denver. And you think about, oh, do you want to be a receiver? Do you want to be a running back? Well, depending on, especially from an NFL standpoint, depending on your situation, I was a lead receiver and I was a punt and kick return because we didn't throw the ball. Right, we, we we really didn't. We'd have a game where, and we made the playoffs and all, but we'd have a game where it'd be eight catches between everybody: Demaris Thomas, Eddie Royal, you know, maybe one uh, Eric Decker, and then me. And I'd have, you know, six returns, six punt returns, and and four kickoff returns. And I was like, I touched the ball more than all y'all. Right. <laughs> and so, any opportunity to get the ball is what it's about, especially uh, guys our size and competitors. And then. Bro, there's as much as I love receiver, there's nothing like returning a punt or a kick. It's just a whole different really? mindset. It's it's just it's it's, it's, man, it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's game changing. Thinking about this when you when you're talking about kick and punt return, let's start with kickoff return. Most of the time it's it's the start of the game, the start of the half, or they just score. Yeah. Right. Not most of the time. That is how it goes. That's what happens. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're able to return that kickoff, you have just switched momentum instantly, instantly, yep. instantly, just like that. And you're talking punt return. Your defense obviously stopped them. You now you return a pump for a touchdown. Switch just like that. Now your defense is mad at you a little bit because they got to go right back on the field. But, <laughs> but so what? You scored a touchdown, and and that changes the game because you know it's for for guys like Quan and myself. We it's, it's just so exciting because you know most of the time you're you know on those scores you're getting at least sixty yards. Yes, sir. Yeah. points and kicks. So you're getting the punt, sixty yard punt returns or 70, 80, 90, 100 yard kickoff returns. There's nothing like it. 
I know they're trying to make the game safer by, you know, bringing up the kickoffs and all that and encouraging more touchbacks. But man, there's, there is nothing more exciting than seeing a kickoff or a punt return for a touchdown. And I mean, if you want to bring more excitement back to the game, maybe move the hash a little bit further back. I love the kick. I mean, the Devin Hester return touchdown in the Super Bowl is like a top five Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Hester, Cribs. There's so many dudes that, uh, even Dante, I can name them out of the, I mean, Dion back in the day. I mean, as much as he was locked down, he wanted to return punts and kickoffs. And Mm -hmm. there's so many, so many of us who love that. So hopefully they don't do, I'm all for safety. We all are, but, um, yeah. It's, uh, Sean Jamison. I mean, he's he's lighting it up on punt return. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On kickoff return. I I just think you know on on some teams because say you have a a Daryl Patterson, he doesn't really have a position, right? And and everyone who knows him, they know him as as a kick returner. So if you take that kickoff out of the game, you have essentially taken one of his team's best players out of the game. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and they and they're counting on him, you know, to, to be one of especially when we're talking about kickoffs, they're counting on him to get every time he gets it to get three to maybe four first downs for the offense. Right. Right. Yeah. See, that's the, that's how you know a, a real return man right there. Cause we just speak the first downs. That's that <laughs> right, means right. technical <laughs> side that they get in the league. You're like, if you can give me a first down, that's one less you have to get. If you can get that to the 35, 40, it's like 60 to 70% chance you're getting points. It's right. so many levels that it gets, it, it plays a massive role to success. Again, you think about that year, we may have been the worst offensive team in the league, but we made it to the playoffs because we always had good field position. We had a really good defense and we had a field goal kicker that can kick at 67 yards. So we had, we had a re- special teams won us a lot of games. That's winning football. Yes, they, special teams is key. I mean, key. I mean, so many times we've seen the Longhorns shoot ourselves in the foot there, but on a positive note, we always ask all our guests this on horns up Metcalf. What is your favorite moment memory ever? As a Longhorn, it could be from you playing, watching anything. Favorite memory ever as a Texas Longhorn, locker room, whatever. Oh, on on anything, watching also anything on, on off the field, football, anything. track, you name it. Oh, anything. without without a doubt, is watching Vince Young cross that goal line to win another championship. That hands down is my favorite because you know I never won a Southwest Conference. I never beat AM. I never beat Oklahoma. And so our, our, our team was, was never a team that was going to be highly ranked or even playing in, a, in the Cotton Bowl. So I didn't get to experience that. And so when, when Vince crossed that line and w- that game was over, I felt like I had actually played in that game because it was, you know, it was like for, for, for guys who never had the opportunities to be in those games, in that game. To, to just feel like we, we finally did, we, we accomplished something as well. And so that's why that's my favorite, that national championship game. Yeah, it's funny. DJ said the same thing. And now he played the year before, but he said he felt like he was a part of that national championship. Yeah. And, and what's, what's cool on that level is the way we love the school. And I'm going to take it to another. You made a comment earlier that we're known as that country club. I feel like that was the, that, at least at the time, we might have, gone a little bit backwards and maybe a little bit too much country club again. But at the time we took certain such pride on not being that. And no, we can play physical. We do have good defense. We are offensively minded. We have great run. We we have unbelievable linemen. So to that point, and I've never really even thought about that game solidifying, kicking off the country club stigma that we had. 
but I that's real. I, I think that actually played a, a cool role and doing it in Cali where USC had went back to back. The so real country was, club. That was fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Real country club. Right. 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 Yeah. Oh, well, nowadays, yeah, they're giving players houses. Right. Might get in the hot tub time machine to start training as a five-year-old again to go to USC, get a free home. Sounds yeah, epic. I need, I need to. I need a vacation home as well now. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, I tell you what, Metcalf, we need to start talking to our donors about this Letterman and and uh, NIL stuff. We need to start taking into consideration over here. I, I, I need I need mine. They owe me. I, need, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care who they gotta talk to. I need they owe me because I need, I need and, and you know it's one of those things you think about it because and and, it, and it's hard to say because when you you look at somebody and say oh he's getting this he's getting that. Well, I need that and that then. But <laughs> <laughs> what you've done for this university? Come on, man. They're getting, they're getting what I call signing bonuses almost. They haven't done anything yet. Man, yeah. I, you know, I I I think I I try to stay in school about six, seven years. Just think about this. If if you are not really sure you're gonna go to the NFL, but yet you're a five-star and they're paying you all this money. If you could medical red shirt and red shirt and, and, and you're getting a million dollars a year, six years, you got $6 million. I don't I need mean, to go to the NFL. Guaranteed no. money too. Right. NFL contracts aren't guaranteed. Right. 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 And if I do, I'll just stack that on top of this six million. Get this six million until I get there. Yes, it's crazy. Sir. It's crazy. Metcalf. Thank you so much for joining us. You're hilarious, man. Guys, go check out his podcast, Dog Check. It's great. They cover the Browns and the Browns, even maybe more so than Longhorns, are in the news uh, this past year. A lot. So go check it out over there. Metcalf, thank you so much for joining us, but I loved having you on. Yes, sir. Hook them. Hook them, baby. Hook them. Hook them. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.